Welcome to episode 11 of season eight of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'm bringing on April Irvin. Now, April is an expert at leadership burnout, and she's really raised the awareness of burnout, especially during uh, everything that we've been going through with the pandemic and just the turmoil in the world. And one of the things that leaders have to deal with is how to manage everything, not only externally, but internally. So burnout is a big reality in the corporate space and in business and pretty much everywhere. So I wanted to get her opinion and some suggestions on how solopreneurs can avoid burnout and make good decisions when they go about delegating and outsourcing and getting help doing what they need to do. Because we solopreneurs, we do a lot. So let's go ahead and listen to April. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, April, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. How are you doing today? I am wonderful, Terry, and grateful for the opportunity to be here with you. I know, we're going to have so much fun. And, you know, uh, to my listener, I was just mentioning to April that I want the focus of this particular episode to be a little kind of like on the periphery of, of a lot of the topics and things we've been talking about in the episodes leading up to this one this season. And it's important to have all the practical things taken care of and buttoned down around, you know, getting a team or getting help or just maintaining that sanity. But what I wanted to bring April on for is to to talk about the burnout factor, the stress factor, how a solopreneur who literally wears all the hats when they first start their business, and some of them do throughout their whole business by choice, how we can actually navigate, navigate those waters and understand that just because we have our own business doesn't mean we're resilient against stress and the things that can lead to burnout because it's still our baby, right? So April, let's go ahead and just talk briefly about how you got involved in this particular topic and what is it about this topic that just supercharges you in life? Well, Terry, and honestly, the way that I got involved in this topic is because I burned out. (laughs) I I Mm. say that I am a leadership burnout expert because burnout is something that I have been challenged with the majority of my career. I actually burned out very early in my career at the age of 35. Um, I sat in my doctor's office in Northwestern University Hospital, and she said, April, you have two choices. You can either find something else to do or manage significant health issues for the rest of your life. That was 15 years ago. That was 15 years ago. And so while I speak about burnout and I've written two books about burnout, what I know, Terry, is we teach what we need to learn and learn what we need to teach. And so, Amen to that. (laughs) Yes. What I share with my clients, I talk about burnout because that's a continuous challenge for me. 
um, of really recognizing my own limits and setting healthy boundaries for myself. As you shared, as entrepreneurs, this is our baby. This is our baby. This is something that we love, that we're passionate about as a solopreneur. You put all your heart and soul into creating what you believe um, in your spirit. And for me, um, as a woman of faith, what God has placed within me, but you can get Mm -hmm. exhausted and you can burn out quickly. And so while my previous burnout was in a different role and working for someone else, those behaviors didn't leave me when I became a solopreneur. They actually expanded. Wow. Let's talk about that. Give, give me some examples if you can. Well, it expanded because, you know, as solopreneurs, we do everything. We yep. do everything. We do the marketing. We do the promotion. We write the agreements. We write the contracts. We field the emails. We do our finances. We do QuickBooks or we do PayPal, all of those pieces. And so this is actually my third business. And so I oh, really? have, uh, had multiple, <laughs> yes, I've had multiple businesses and each one of them have been as a solopreneur. And what I learned in that process, for me personally, for me to prevent burnout, that is no longer sustainable for me to do it. So when I started out with my first consulting business many years ago, I was doing everything and I found myself in that cycle. You get a contract, you've done the marketing, you've done the negotiation, you work out that consulting engagement, oh, but you gotta keep marketing and then where's the next consulting engagement? But the opportunity was, I love what I did. I love Mm. what I do, you know? And so it's easy and I'm sure you can appreciate this. It's easy for us to work till midnight and exclusive is like, we love what we do, like creating my (laughs) newsletter for my community, the No More Burnout or the No More Burnout tribe. I'm going to stay up all night and create this newsletter, but that in itself is not sustainable. And so what I realized is that the reality was there were some behaviors that I needed to change. And the irony is a lot of the things that I recommend to my clients, I don't do for myself. I do not do for (laughs) myself. I was speaking to a client in Texas. And she was sharing me how much our retreat last year really blessed her and helped her and she and her team. She was actually implementing some of those things with her family. And I sat there and listened to her, Terry. And I thought to myself, April, you're not doing what you told her to do. So again, you got to practice what you preach. Practice. But That's, I, hey, I, I'm raising my hands and saying I'm in the marketing space, right? And yes. I am the last person to give myself like marketing attention in my business, right? I'm too busy taking care of my clients and oh my goodness. And it's, it's bitten me in the butt a couple times uh, because I've let it lapse and yeah. not taking care of my own marketing for my business. Yes. So I hear you, my dear. I'm like saying, you know, guiding my clients, do this and that, and here's that strategy. And then next thing you know, I look at mine, I'm like, what's well, my strategy? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I actually had a series yeah, of Yeah, that is coaching. so weird. Yeah, I had a series of coaching clients last summer. And after every call, I thought to myself, I'm talking to myself. And so I actually went back to the recommendations that I gave my clients and I started doing it in the moment. And I'm like, wow, that's beneficial for, for me you. as well. You know, because imagine that. I know. Hello. But oftentimes we're just a reflection. I mean, what we're speaking about and encouraging others in, we need for ourselves, as you shared. That's so you know, true. as a marketing God, so guru true. and you know, someone who knows marketing so well as you. It's really taking, I always say we can sometimes put out so much love out to our clients, out to the community and all there's what we are connected with, but we got to show some of that love to ourselves. 
Mm. We really have to show that love to ourselves. And for me, in my journey of, of working to eliminate burnout and what I tell my clients, I'm on this journey with you. I'm just a few steps down the road. I've written a couple books because I need to read my own books and I'm reading the second one now. I read the first one. <laughs> now I'm going to read the second one and try to execute <laughs> on awesome. those strategies. But I'm talking to myself. And so we're all on this journey together. And again, as solopreneurs and individuals, entrepreneurs who are really passionate about what you do, it's so easy to get so overly focused that you end up sacrificing yourself and actually working mm-hmm. harder if than mm-hmm. if you were working for an organization or a corporation. Because again, yeah, it's, it's your passion. Oh, man, it's you your hit the mission. nail on the head. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. And you know, as I was listening to you talk about you know, we need to take our own medicine, uh, you know, and, and how we need to take our own advice and stuff. I think what's interesting is just because we know something doesn't mean that we're going to get a result. So knowledge doesn't equal result. It's being an action. Mm-hmm. And I really see that this is an opportunity for you to even sharpen how you deliver value in your work where you can make sure that they're being in action, not just learning the skills. There's a big difference, big difference. You know, just Mm -hmm. because I know how to market doesn't mean I'm going to market my own business, right? It's like I have to be in action about that. I mean, it's that plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And so when we say, you know, we got to take our own medicine and we got to, you know, do our own, you know, we teach what we're teaching others, we needed to learn ourselves. Well, learning it, we know it. We're the one teaching it. <laughs> it's doing it. Yes, it <laughs> it's is. Act, it's the doing of it that actually creates the result. And I it think is. that that is, that's pretty powerful stuff right there. Mm-hmm. No, truly, it truly. Is, it is. It's the doing it. It's the accountability and it's the discipline. And so, you know, even with some of my clients, I will encourage them to have accountability partners. Well, we need to have mm. accountability partners. Where is our, you know, our group of individuals or one individual that is holding, we're holding each other accountable, but it does come Mm -hmm. down to accountability and being more disciplined um, in what we do and recognizing in my first book, one of the first chapters is make ending burnout a strategic priority. And I talk in the book that Mm -hmm. if you don't write the vision, it's not going to happen. If you don't write it down, you know, any strategy, you got to really write it down and have clarity, have benchmarks. And so I encourage people to develop a no more burnout strategic plan. So you put it down for yourself. So I would encourage that for uh, solopreneurs as well. How are you gonna hold yourself accountable to make sure that you're both executing on the vision for your business and taking the best care of yourself? How do you do both? Because I also say what we do professionally, we do personally. What we do personally, we do professionally. And now in this Mm -hmm. pandemic, we see there's no separation between professional and personal as we sit on Zoom calls and my mother's walking yep. in the background or someone's child is going in the background <laughs> you hear the dog barking. Or the dog. That's exactly. my thing is the, the dog, dog goes barking. off. <laughs> There's no separation. But for yeah. us to really, the name of my business is Sustainable Leadership. For us to really sustain and excel at the level that we are called to excel we have to have that level of balance and accountability mm. and discipline. Mm-hmm. I remember um, years, a couple years ago when my first book came out, I was so excited and I created this massive database of 700 individuals that I had connected with, 700 individuals. 
put it in an Excel spreadsheet. I was determined. I at least was sitting on my bed in a comfortable place, but I had my laptop and I was going. And in my spirit, I knew you need to sit down. You need to shut this down. All of a sudden, the spreadsheet froze. And I thought I lost everything. Oh, my gosh. So I sat there for a minute and I was like, you have been working for 10 hours straight. What are you doing? But again, excited, ready to get it out, share it with the world. Luckily, after I put that laptop down, took a couple minutes, it came back. I immediately saved it and closed my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a close call. 10 hours of work. But again, excited, wanting to get the word out about the new book get the information out, but it's easy to get into that mode. And so what I recognize, that's just not healthy and it's not sustainable. And because most of the time it's just us, what happens if Mm -hmm. we're not here? What happens if our health is not good? Mm -hmm. What happens to our business? It doesn't happen. It can't happen. If we're solopreneurs and we don't have not yet developed a team around us, Mm -hmm. if we're not able to do things at the highest level, nothing gets done. Especially if we're the product. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a speaker. So, and you (laughs) know, over the last month, I had a challenge with my uh, family. My parents had some health issues and that took me out of pocket for a whole month. But then my health started to suffer. And I had shared with you that my new slogan on my website, it says, you have a choice. And I talk about leaders making choices and balancing everything. But my new slogan is, you have a choice. It's time to choose you. It's time to choose you and we have to choose ourselves in order to really, for the long haul, for this to be, Mm -hmm. if this is our vision and passion for years to come, we want to be around for years to come because so much of what we have to offer, the world needs to receive. But what I share my clients, we've got to do it in a healthy, balanced way. If not, where's the enjoyment in what we're doing? If we're stressed Mm -hmm. and exhausted, Sometimes I feel like, well, you might as well go work for somebody else (laughs) if you're going to be stressed and exhausted (laughs) instead of like, you know, following your dream and your passion. But if you're stressed and exhausted, where's the fun in that? It's not. It's not. No. No. No, not at all. No. Well, let's I want to go back to the um, the strategy. So from your book and really creating a strategy to have more that more of that balance, that sustainability, I think, Mm -hmm. is a better way to express it. Because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as we know, Dan Thurman's all about off balance on purpose, you know, that balance really doesn't exist. It's like you're constantly adjusting all the time. There was really (laughs) and I was thinking about him today. Isn't that funny? And what's really interesting about creating a strategy, it sounds like work, doesn't it? When in fact, you're making a commitment to yourself for self-care and to be responsible for your own well-being, because the outcome of not doing that is the burnout, right? It's too exactly. much stress. You're not able to deliver. Yeah. And if you're your product, then you're screwed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's unpack that a little bit for my listener, because I want them to really come away from this conversation, not just like, oh, yeah, I know I need to manage my workload, blah, blah, blah. But I really want to give them some tools, April, if we can, that can help them just kind of get a little better organized in their head and to create some distinctions around what is 
you know, my downtime or what are the things that re-energize me or what are the things that I can put into this strategy that still allows me to get things done in my business while keeping me happy and healthy. So why don't you walk us through what a strategy to do that would look like? Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you feeling so burdened with busy work that you're not getting the important stuff done in your business? Well, as we're uncovering in this season, you don't have to do everything. As a coach once said to me, the thing must be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. The great thing about making decisions about how you run your business is that you can choose what to do yourself and what to automate, outsource, or eliminate. But if you're not sure where to start, let's talk it through together. Book a call with me at pappychat.com, and I will help you clarify a plan on how you can get the help you need. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. Let's get you focused on what gives you joy through expressing your 1000% and offload the stuff you don't want to do so you can make more runway for your business to grow. Sure, I'm happy to. And I, I want to reference something too that you just said about the balance concept. And I completely mm-hmm. agree with that. And what I've shared with my clients is it's not necessarily things aren't always going to be very balanced, but I call it harmony. So there's a harmony Mm. to life. There are going to be ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys, but there's a harmony. And so it's recognizing the downs will come and the ups will come, but it's keeping in that flow. And one of my clients shared this with me and I've borrowed it. It's really about developing your forever pace. What is your Mm, forever pace? That's interesting. And so your forever pace is when you think about what can I sustain forever? What level of pace? And I often say to my clients and to myself, I spend, I'm spending next week uh, recalibrating, that I have to recalibrate. So I'm taking a week, I'm going to visit some friends just to drive, get away for a week just to recalibrate. But what I realized is I've got to get out of this cycle of constantly needing to recalibrate. Because Mm, the reality is you get to a point, you burn out, burn out, stress, 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 got to take a break. And so that cycle is continuous, but the goal is to develop a healthy forever pace and to stay calibrated. So, that so you is, don't need that recalibration. Exactly, yeah, got it. Exactly. So that's what I say, you know, when you think about a strategy to address burnout and, and I also, it's about eliminating burnout and embracing your inner resilience. I believe we're seeing resilience mm, like oh, never before that. because we are, you know, going through something we've never in our lifetimes in modern history mm-hmm. experienced. But this 2021 is the year of resilience. And so we're going to come through this and really embrace our inner resilience. But from a concrete perspective, and this is something my clients say to me, like you said, developing a strategic plan sounds like work. <laughs> it, and nobody wants any more work. But I believe no. in the <laughs> I believe in the power of three. I believe in the power of three. So what I would encourage individuals is to say for the next three months, what are three things you're going to do to take better care of yourself? It's simple. There's, you know, write them out. I'm a visual person. If I could show you my walls in my office, I have all kind of paper up here. I write my goals and put them up on the walls because we need to see them. But what are three things that you're going to do that you're going to commit to for yourself in order to take better care of yourself, mind, body, spirit, and soul, take good care Mm -hmm. of your health, take the breaks breaks that you need. Um, That Mm. is part of developing a strategy because anyone can focus on three things. But if you try to focus on 10 and 12, that is where we get overwhelmed. And I encourage individuals, do something very simple that also you already know you enjoy that feeds your soul. 
I'll give you a very silly one that I included in my first book. I was going to ask you for some examples. So I good. I am a Yay. huge Marvel Comics fan. I could watch Marvel Comics movies continuously. I've seen Avengers Infinity it. War 20 times. But <laughs> <laughs> what that allows I like you even more, April. <laughs> That's awesome. What that allows me to do is shut my brain off. So mm-hmm. what I realize is that gets me into a place in my brain in the pleasure center. So there's no thinking about work or stress. I'm just enjoying Avengers Infinity War. So when I need to just kind of what I, you know, veg out and avoid, I will just watch a movie, you know, literally just watch one of those movies. And they bring me so much joy. So that increases the serotonin and dopamine in your brain and all of those great yes. things. Um, definitely. The other thing I recommend is to take three 20 minute peace breaks throughout the day. Hmm. And I recommend that you actually put them on your calendar. So three times a day, shut down your laptop, shut off the cell phone, shut off YouTube. I will talk about that one next, but shut off the technology. (laughs) And if you don't meditate, just spend quiet time, just in silence. Mm -hmm. It's called white space. So you have Mm -hmm. to have some white space. I actually put that on my calendar twice a day. I took it off. It fell off at the end of 2020. I got to put it back on white space. There you go. You have to schedule yourself. And so that white space is whatever you need to do during that time. But it's not 20 minutes of let me clean up the kitchen or do laundry or let me, you know, do something. Or 20 minutes of, gee, I should be working on this project or I should be doing that. Because that's what happens to me when I sit down and just try to, you know, give myself some white space or whatever. And my mind's like, okay, I can work it. But I'm excited about it. Like I... It's it's joyful for me. To, it's not like stress, you know what I mean? Because I'm so creative. So I'm constantly thinking, oh, I could do this with this client. And oh, here's a great idea for a new product for that client. And like I'm constantly coming up with these. It's like I can't help it. So the quieter I get, the harder it is for me to turn that off. <laughs> well, it's actually really good because you're seeing the transformative power of doing less. Because Mm. oftentimes in that white space, that quiet time, so I'm a meditator, so I will meditate. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in that quiet time that all these ideas come to me. And so what I do is I will grab my phone and I'll text or email myself, whatever's coming. And then I'll put the phone away and I'll just continue to sit there. Yeah, Yeah, because if not, it's going to sit there and you're going to be thinking about it. But then if you release it, (laughs) then just release it. And I say, oh, that was a great idea. Let me text that to myself. Let me email that to myself. But for the rest of that time, I'm trying to calm my mind. I'm trying. And so we know, at least, you know, I've known I've been meditating for a number of years. I don't do complex meditation. I sit there and quiet. I have a word. I'm a chief peace officer. So my meditation word is, guess what? Peace. (laughs) (laughs) That's an easy one. I sit and think about peace. That word comes to me and just kind of calming. I've gotten very much into the physiological impacts of stress and exhaustion. So it's really calming our neurological systems and our sympathetic and our parasympathetic systems so that we can be more clear. And I have found just doing those two peace breaks. I actually can meditate. I've meditated for two hours before and it is amazing. Amazing. You know, there are zillions of articles that talk about how high level CEOs meditate all the time or high level leaders. And I'm like, well, if it's good enough for them, it's definitely good enough for me. Um, So I meditate as well, but clarity comes. And it also gives your body time to regenerate. 
because the body Mm -hmm. regenerates itself. It heals itself. And it's in that time of Mm -hmm. rest and calmness um, that you can do that. So that's a second recommendation are the peace breaks. And it could be shorter or longer. And also putting that white space on your calendar every single day. As I have shared with my clients, if you don't schedule you, nobody else will. Who's going to do that for Mm -hmm. us if we don't schedule ourselves? And so we have to be intentional. The other one I will recommend is take a technology break. I put an article on LinkedIn yesterday that was from Thrive Global providing some top recommendations of how, I mean, we're consumed with technology. I love the fact that you have all your- Even more so now. I know, but you're all your technology for the podcast. You know, I'm so interested in that as I'm going to be launching my own podcast and excited, but we've got to, I'm zoomed out. I'm zoomed, Mm -hmm. and I'm not the only one. I'm sure everyone would say they're zoomed, their teams out, and so- Take a technology break, shut down your laptop, turn off the phone, take a social media break. As solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, and I am guilty of it, that is a time zap. That is a time sink. Any time spent on social media that is not intentional or promoting your business or getting encouraging messages out there or whatever it is, scrolling. I keep saying we're going to have carpal tunnel on the thumb. You know, this... (laughs) (laughs) where your thumb is just scrolling, you can't do that. And so I recommend shutting down. I use uh, social media for my business and for my ministry, Mm -hmm. but I have been more intentional lately about posting and getting off, post and get off. And the other thing is just with everything that we're experiencing right now, social media can uh, really impact your mood and your anxiety. Because there's so much overwhelming going on in this world right now. And it's very easy. Every time I turn on YouTube, someone else has passed. And it's hard to not take all that in. So you really have to insulate yourself. Definitely. So those are just a few ways that I've found. When you think about eliminating burnout, when you think about embracing your inner resilience and just sustaining yourself as a business person, a solopreneur, just a human being. Sometimes we just have mm-hmm. to shut it out. My last one is that goes back to my Marvel comic comics enjoyment. Sometimes it's just better. If you're going to watch TV, watch a kid's movie. <laughs> like just watch Disney yeah. Plus or something. Something not so heavy. We already have enough heavy yeah. on us. And that really impacts us. Even if we don't think it does, it sits in our mind and our subconscious mind. And it impacts mm-hmm. our abilities. I'm with you on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing better than a DC Comics or a Marvel oh. Uh, movie to watch because it's it's total escape and my favorite one of my favorite I mean I love comedies yeah. and things like that but I love science fiction oh, okay. and I was just just the other day watching probably for the 20th time this movie Interstellar oh, I haven't seen it. it's a Christopher yeah it's a Christopher Nolan movie and um, it has Matthew McConaughey and um, a couple of of pretty pretty well-known uh, actors in it Matt Damon's in it and so on and and there's just something, there's a feel to the movie. It's very, it's an intellectual, you know, effort to kind of understand because it's very advanced science uh, that they're doing. <clears throat> you know, they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're, they're uh, you know, trying to understand black holes and stuff. Mm. But I, that, for me, that's like a, such a cool escape because it isn't based on what's going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. And escape movies are awesome yeah. for that. They yeah. really are. They yeah, really are. That's what they're so for. So when we, these are, I really appreciate those couple of examples. That's really going to be helpful for, for me and for my listener. And 
I wanted to also talk about, you know, given that this is a season about delegating admin and getting virtual help, as solopreneurs, and we wear all the hats, we do everything, and then we're like, okay, uncle, <laughs> I need to get some help. So we start bringing on, you know, subcontractors or outsource things or whatever we do. In theory, you would think that would make life easier, when in fact, it can actually complicate things even more. Yes. Right? Yes. And right? So, you know, when we got into our, when we chose to be a solopreneur, we didn't really think, oh, I'm going to have all these employees. I'm going to grow this into a big enterprise and then, you know, have an exit strategy and all this stuff. Uh uh. No, we're here about lifestyle, about the freedom of expressing Mm -hmm. what we're passionate about and steering our ship in the direction we want to steer it. Well, all of a sudden, in order to get, get it done and to grow, if we get busy, we got to get help. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what you think would be good tips for a solopreneur to do regarding getting burned out on managing their outsourcing and getting these VAs and part-timers and whatever it looks like in their team where that doesn't add to the stress. To the stress, yes. And, it, and it's so easy for it, too. It is necessary for us to have a team. But we have to be intentional and strategic in our team. And I was just rereading the book called The Big Leap. Uh, The author escapes me. But anyway, he talks about upper limits. And he talks about being in your zone of genius. So there's your zone of incompetence, your zone of competence, your zone of excellence, and your zone of genius. So I yeah, actually, that's Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And so I yeah, love it's a that great book. book. It's the second time I've read it. And now it is really resonating with me and recognizing. And I laid out my zone of incompetence, my zone of competence, my zone of excellence, and my mm-hmm. zone of genius. I know what my zone mm-hmm. of genius is. So from my perspective, and I am at that uncle place, Terry, where I'm like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I must hire people because I am not acting in my zone of genius where I'm trying to do, I am not a web developer. Yes, I've developed Mm -hmm. five websites, but that's not my gifting nor my zone of genius. So I have a web developer. I'm not a speaker manager, so I will be hiring a speaker manager to do those things. But in order for us to not be even more stressed out, um, when we do get that team around us, we have to do our due diligence and be very intentional because we want to hire people that are acting in their zone of genius. So for example, this week, I have several calls in the evenings with different individuals for different capacities in their zone of genius. And so I am going to be very specific and clear based on their gifting. This is what I need for my business. And this is the timeline. And this is the capacity that I have to give to it because it is a partnership. I revamped my website at the end of 2020 And it took a great deal um, on my part to do because my web developer needed the information for me. He didn't know, you know, I had to give him all the back and forth (laughs) and the edits and the re-edits. But again, it still saved me a great deal of time because I didn't, I'm not the creative genius there. He created a great Mm. website, visually stimulating that I could never do. But my recommendation Mm. is, you know, just like anyone would do for an interview, you have to really do your due diligence. And so I recommend, I've had a couple exploratory calls with consultants that I plan on bringing on to my team. Um, And then I have to know in my spirit and my gut that we are aligned because that's the critical piece. I've worked with a couple virtual assistants and they're good. You know, I've gotten, not gotten great yet. And so I'm still looking for great, 
uh, in education, there's a book called Good, From Good to Great. I'm still looking for great yep. because <laughs> I want individuals who are acting in their own zone of genius. And the other recommendation I would make is to recognize that scalability and the ability to scale and grow still has to be measured. Like I have, you know, my goal is to help mm. a million people eliminate burnout by the end of 2025. That was my goal that I set at the end of 2019 and then 2020. Hit. Just a, just just a, a million, little one, million, you know, just, just a yeah. little one. <laughs> you know, so no, I don't set big goals for myself. But what I recognize is <laughs> <laughs> that is not just me. Those are individuals that I'm influencing and I'm working with and I'm connected with. And so I need everyone who is supporting me. We all need to be on the same page. But I say to be more measured in our goals of how we want to grow and expand our business. I've shifted more to a quarterly focus. So for my first quarter, these are the things I would like to achieve. And these are the resources I need in order to do that for the next quarter. These are the things I would like to achieve in the resources. And so I've, I've taken a more measured approach because if not, it's going to feel like you're managing a team of 10. And then there's mm -hmm. all these multiple calls. The other thing that I'm going to be doing with all of the consultants I'm working with that are supporting me, we're going to do a group call. We're not doing a bunch of individual calls. That's a great this idea. A That's a great idea. So even when I talk to my web developer, I have to have to have my, my meeting with my speaker manager, she had feedback on the website. He said, you know what? I'd love to all of us get on a call together. I said, Jason, that's a great idea. That's great. That's a great idea. And so from an efficiency perspective, what I am going to talk to those that are supporting me, can we all get on a call? It's not going to be, it might be once a month. Once a month, the team that supports AprilIrvin.com, the team that supports sustainable leadership, I just want you all, and now in the world of Zoom, we can all get on a Zoom call and everybody can be on the same page um, in supporting us. I love yeah, that. So that's, that's great. I think that's the most important piece of strategy because if not, it's 10 different Zoom calls. And it's like, no, 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 no. And there will be some differentiation based on what the consultants are providing or the 1099 or whatever the subcontractors are providing. But if it's all individual, that's exhausting. That's exhausting. And so you, it feels more collaborative to be able to do it that way. That's awesome. I love that. And you know, it's so funny. It's like, sometimes I hear these ideas and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It's like, well, of course, because here's the thing. It's like, you know, you're so used to just managing one person at a time, but I love that group idea, yeah. even if they're not all, you know, I mean, most, in most cases, they, they have many clients yes. that these people yes. that solopreneurs uh, bring in to help get help because they're running their own solopreneur business, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and, but having them invest, yeah, invest and understand what you're dealing with as the, the expert, as the, as the client, mm -hmm. basically, is, is really powerful. And, you know, I just, that's such a, you know, common sense thing. And when you said that, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> of course, why wouldn't you get, you know, all your resources together and have like a powwow? Because yeah. you're right. It is a team. It is. It is. That is awesome, and it just April. increases the collaboration, increases your time efficiency. And again, they are running their own businesses as well. So they're not going to be meeting once a week. But even if we did it once a month, once a quarter, mm -hmm. And as the client, yeah. you kind of share, okay, so this is the beginning of quarter two. These are my goals for this quarter. And so, you know, my accountant, 
this is what I'm looking at my speaker manager, this, you know, my web developer, the marketing person, PR, you know, all those pieces. And then it's also a uh, great uh, cross collaboration for them as well. You never know. Yeah. They may have clients that they want to share or reference out to. Absolutely. I mean, of, Look yeah. at you. You're running this little mini <laughs> mastermind out of your team. It's the funniest thing. It's just, but yes. you're right. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's brilliant, April. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because, I mean, everybody benefits, right? Everybody benefits. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Well, this has been an amazing conversation, and you have brought many things to light uh, regarding not only just the burnout and just kind of creating space for yourself, but also, you know, how to deal with it when you do start bringing on people. And and I'm grateful that you're here and and look forward to, uh, you know, seeing where you're going with your work and your team. And uh, thank you so much for being here, my dear. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's a blessing. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.